Tim, Season 3, Episode 14, Stats That Matter. Starting off with some damn good news. Then we're moving into some NFL season predictions. The Deshaun Watson update. Major League Baseball, MLB. Yeah, you know me. And the Live, Laugh, Love PGA Tour just keeps getting spicier. So we, we, we got to talk about it. In our cups this week, it's an IPA from Sterling, Virginia. Shout out to Ocelot. And uh, I think I'm reading this wrong in the show notes here. An IPA from Chicago, Illinois, and it's not from Half Acre. It's from this Goose, uh, Goose, Eye, uh, Goose Island beer. I've mm. never heard of it, but uh, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't. Uh, follow us on stats. Don't matter. On Instagram and Twitter. That's podcast. All things beer, sports, funniness, trolls, the whole kit and caboodle. And find Stats No Matter wherever you get your podcast: Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, and Google. Tim, let's get into the show. Let's go. Well, we got to We should both be cracking cracking beers because we mm. we, we got to do a little toast here. Um, Tim, yep. you have some you have some great news to share with the with the the folks of the Stats No Matter podcast. We're podcast mm. for the people. Yeah, so give the people what they want. Let's let's yeah. hear your good news here. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm switching allegiances. I'm going to be a Cowboys fan going forward. Actually, Jesus so we just Christ, made, uh, we decided it's been a rough couple of years. You know, haven't won a Super Bowl in like four years, so it's time to move <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> no, um, <clears throat> uh, the wife and I have made the decision to grow our little family, and we got a little girl coming March second. Yay! Congrats, Thank you. man. Thank Let's you. go. Hashtag wife. girl dad. Yes, hashtag girl dad. I'm I'm ex- I'm very excited for it. I'm also terrified because uh, the internet in the world is a very scary place, especially for young women. Uh, but uh, we'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Uh, still terrified, but we'll figure. Yeah. We'll, fi- we'll figure it out. Um, That's pretty dope. Yeah, you've obviously thought of a name. No, that's this is the hard part. So everyone, how thinks, is it a hard part? The, the the obvious name is Giselle, Giselle Cronin. Oh no, to go with Brady Cronin. Well, that would be weird. I, I don't know because why we're... they're brother and sister. So get out of here, creep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? That was that was a fucking slick in my head, and then I said it, and I was like, no, no, don't think I should have said that. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're not gonna name my 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 son and daughter, husband and wife. Uh, celebrities. Um, and funny enough, I, I think I've told the story before, but we did not choose Brady for Tom Brady. We, right, we sure wanted did. like an Irish name. We we narrowed it down to a bunch. We actually liked Emmett a little bit more. Um, but Brady was just one that kind of clicked. Brady Patrick Cronin, Timothy Patrick Cronin, John Michael Cronin, uh, you know, kind of goes down the list. William John Cronin, my whole family, we all have very uh, white names in Brady Patrick Cronin. Very town. Uh, yeah. Very the town type names. Well, my dad and his whole family is actually from Boston, so it kind of makes uh, a little bit of sense. Um, like my aunt's name is Maggie and my uncle's name is Tom and... <laughs> It's all very, uh, very, uh, you know, Irish, Irish Catholic names. So Brady just happened to be the one that we landed on. Uh, as much as we tried to avoid the connections, uh, oddly enough, they kind of piled up on their own. He wasn't due on the date, but he was born three days, or sorry, he was born like six days late on uh, October 12th. So he got the number 12. Uh, when we moved to Connecticut, uh, we ended up on Gillette Road. Uh, it's just been, it's, I did not know. And I honest to God, did not know this. We gave him my, you. we gave just him my middle name of Patrick. Uh, and, yep. uh, I was unaware that Tom Brady has uh, two middle names. 
I, th- I think right, it's like you're unaware. Yeah. Edward Patrick. Edward. Yeah. Edward Patrick. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a. I'm not a big big time fan of him, even though this jersey I'm wearing fucking says it. Uh yes. So let's quickly uh, segue into that. So thank you everybody. Uh, you know, I know you're all very much celebrating at home. You're all rooting me on. So uh, cheers, Samuel. Here's to your uh, mm. and my success. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. Tim has uh, snapped a photo. It will uh, probably go up as the thumbnail for this episode. I am wearing a one Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Ugly, mm. ugly, fucking mm-hmm. Buccaneers and Patriots mash jersey that I got on Etsy actually for not too much, and I left the tag on it because I think I'm going to gift it to someone else, or I might drop it off at uh, at Goodwill after this episode. Who knows? But I told you I'm a man of my word, Tim, and mm-hmm. I uh, I made one of the dumbest bets. What did what did I say that the Seahawks were going to win like more games than Patriots or some shit like that? Is that what I said? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was the old Super Bowl bet. Oh damn! Straight up Super Bowl pick. Yeah, and I have been on fire with those. Uh, that's true. Late. So that's that's very true. So uh, yeah, so that didn't help. And uh, yep, here doing it. <clears throat> We're gonna just uh, act like it didn't uh, it didn't happen. As soon as uh, this uh, episode is uh, you know released to the peeps, we're just gonna just gonna forget it. I'm just gonna act like it never happened. And, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> He's gonna keep it. You'll give it to Chelsea. Let her wear it. I mean, maybe. Maybe right. there's, maybe there's, maybe I'll raffle it up. Maybe I'll put it on the Stats of Matter Twitter page and just say, "Hey, who wants one of these ugly ass jerseys?" You know, someone there's, there's got to be some Patriots fan out there that wants it. I'll disown you jersey. as a Patriots fan if you do. Uh, now that's not a Patriots jersey. The Tom Brady jersey, first of all, and it's blasphemy. First of all, all of you Tom Brady fans definitely called the Buccaneers your B team when there started to be some struggle going on. So I don't want to hear nothing about. Any of that. Well, we'll see, Mr. I mean, are you going to then go and get uh, a Denver Broncos slash Seahawks jersey? Absolutely. Exactly. Russ is dead, exactly. Russ, Russ, Russ is dead to me, except in fantasy if he, if he falls. All right. Well, talk about, talk about your beer. Talk about your beer. All right. So one of my favorite breweries in Virginia, bar none, is this place called Ocelot. It's out in Sterling, Virginia. And this beer is called Mystic Rationalizations. It's an IPA made with Vic Secret, Wawaka, Motueka. Um, one thing that Ocelot does really, really well is IPAs. Uh, they do a lot of IPAs. There's oat IPAs, doubles, singles, New England's, West Coast. They really master it. Um, and I ended up hearing about this place uh, when, I, when I first moved here uh, from like an old guy. Uh, and he gave me like a clipping of like newspaper. Um, it was like, hey, if you want to go on a beer trail, this is the place to go if you want IPAs. I'm like, well, I'm an IPA guy. All the IPAs in Northern Virginia suck. So I'm going to Ocelot. And it's like 45 minutes out the way. But thankfully, They're now doing some limited distro, so I'm getting some of this uh, in cans. I just need to put some good juju in the world to get a keg out there. That would be great. Um, But yeah, I went and picked up a little four-pack. Had to get a keg today because I'm hosting not one, but two fantasy football drafts tomorrow. So shout out. Some of these listeners are going to... Hopefully they uh, didn't listen to last week's episode so that uh, all my strategery... (laughs) doesn't, uh, doesn't, uh, ...doesn't aid them and not me. So... That's uh, that's pretty good. Nice and grassy. Uh, I particularly love grassy type IPAs. I really do. Uh, whether they're New England style or not, I think it's pretty dope. And nice little pungent smell on it. Uh, Rawaka and Motueka are two Australian hops that you've probably heard of, but they're they're catching a lot of heat now. Um, a lot of people really like them. I particularly like them. I think they they give 
like a second win to like people who are a big fan of like Citra and Mosaic hops. They're not the same. They don't have a similar flavor profile, but like now they're in every fucking beer that you've seen. Mm. So if you haven't had a beer with them yet, you will soon. That being said, yep, yep, that's pretty good. They don't make a bad beer that I've had. This is good. I'm going to go 4.1. It's only 6.5%, so it is a little on the thin side, um, flavor, you know, profile-wise. Don't I don't hate it. Don't hate it at all, though. I'm glad that it's 6.5% because I got to do some... We got we got a pod. I got to do more homework, Tim. I just finished my 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 last uh, some you know well not my last. I just finished this semester Sunday night. Okay, I had I had a couple papers that were due. Mm -hmm. The grades could be turned in Monday, and your boy got it done. Got a couple grades back. Waiting for the third one, and then new semester started Monday. So. Oof. Uh, yeah, and I took three classes last semester, plus a full time job, plus traveling, plus doing all this. I'm a pretty busy dude, and there's a couple points where I was like, "Fuck, I don't know if I can do this." I made it to the end, and I'm like, you know what? Let's do it again. So I took another three fucking classes this semester, like a fucking mook, like an idiot. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you seem to be living a pretty good life for anybody who follows you on the old socials. You've been on vacation pretty much every other week for the last I don't know how long. <laughs> yeah, but it's not it's not necessarily vacation if you're like 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 we were we were at the beach this past weekend up in Delaware, mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, you know, we went to the beach early in the morning, and we we had like you know like a little siesta time. Where everyone else is like sleeping, recuperating, you know, hydrating, get ready for the night, go out to the clubs and bars. And I'm like, you know, typing my papers out and doing all the homework. And you know how I know you're old because you just said everyone's at home taking a nap before they go out. That's how you know we're, we're actually yeah. old. I got to tell you, man, I have one beer in the middle of the day and I need a nap to get through the rest <laughs> of the, uh, the rest of the afternoon. Otherwise, it's, <laughs> it's game over. Um, anyway, how long, how much longer do you have? Oh, I think I have like another year. Is my daughter going to graduate college before you do? <laughs> no. If I, if, I, if I keep taking uh, three classes uh, you know, every semester, I'll be done pretty soon. Got it. Okay. So uh, I actually had a really good lager uh, that I was going to queue up for tonight, but I ended up drinking the last one last night because uh, I heard they were really good. It was the very last run of it, so you wouldn't have got it again. It was actually called Diamond Hands, and they have to change the name of it. Uh, but it was phenomenal. It's one of the, it's one of the best like craft loggers I've had in a very very long time. Oh, the time. one from from Trinken Brewing out of West Bath. Yep, yep, yep. I got I got I got one in the fridge. Yep. Shout out to phenomenal. Out to you should you should open that up tonight while you're uh, while you're recording if you get a little thirsty. Uh, so anyway, I decided to make a stop at a local package store just to see what they got, and um, you know I regret all of my decisions. So what you can't tell is this, you know can that looks a little bit like Burlington Beer Company ish mixed with uh, I don't know some of the other smaller ones but it looks very much like your traditional craft beer can with a crazy logo 16 ounce uh, and it said Goose Island and I was like okay I have not had a Goose Island IPA that I was blown away by but you know I'm an equal opportunity uh, disappointist so let's give it a go uh, it's called Laser Brain it's double dry hopped uh, double IPA Made with uh, Strata and Meridian, clocks in at about 8.8%. Now, I had to look up what the flavor profile on these hops were. So, Strata uh, is described as passion fruit meets pot. Uh, tropical fruit no. notes, mango, no. melon, fresh berries, strawberries, some citrus, some grapefruit. 
And then it has this, like, uh, this website says, along with this comes a dank herbal note of drifting cannabis. It also has less of the diesel caddy bite from other hops and the funky dankness. So then Meridian, their aromas and flavor consist of lemon, berry, tropical fruit, spearmint. This hop also can be combined with more aggressive hops spearmint. to brighten the overall impression of the beer and lend a seductive finish. Uh, this thing tastes like straight up malt. Like there is uh, the description on the website uh, or on, on untapped. Laser Brain was cooked up by our innovators, uh, our innovation breweries, in order to showcase the candy-like hoppers of Chardonnay Meridian. It has notes of juicy passion fruit, pineapple, citrus, with just enough malt backbone and bitterness to create a dangerously drinkable beer. And I have to tell you, is it dangerously drinkable by the drain? I am tasting nothing but malt. I mean, is it the worst IPA I've ever had? Not by a long shot. I guess if you let it like linger you get like a a brief moment of something in there but it is just malt malt and then hoppy malt all the way through not not my favorite not exactly what i was uh i was expecting when i read all of this fancy shit um i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it like a three two oof yeah, like if yeah. I if I shut up and this is all they had, I'm not gonna. You know, it's it's not like a drain pour for me. It takes a lot for me to be a drain pour, but I would put it up there with like uh, it tastes more like a almost like a Boston Lager than it does what you would expect from a double IPA. So yeah, not my favorite. Not my favorite. I, I like Boston Lagers when I'm in the mood for them. So I mean, I guess I just save it for that colder weather and I can just sit outside with it. <laughs> They're probably on the by then. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's let's get into this here. <clears throat> so we, we shared the good news. Let's get into some season predictions, man. The the league starts. Well, your leagues, are, you know, if you're playing fantasy, are, are probably here pretty soon. Of course, there's. Don't look for a date, Tim. Goose Island doesn't give a fuck about that. That says 11 October 22. That's not good. That doesn't even make sense. It's not even October yet. Right, and it's and it's not good. That's what I'm saying. You know, but hey, look, I stand corrected. I guess they put dates on. <laughs> Is it October 22nd, 2011? <laughs> <laughs> No, probably yeah, not. Yeah, you never know. Anyway. Month, day, year. That, that could have. Okay. Um, season starts next Thursday. Likely by the time you hear this, we will have entered the 2022 NFL season. We got to get some season predictions out the way. Why am I wearing this haggard-ass jersey? Because I made a Super Bowl bet and it didn't come true. Mm -hmm. So we obviously have to do that again. Let's start off with the divisions. We're going to go AFC. I mean, well, the conferences. We'll go AFC, then NFC. We'll go division by division. I'm going to tell you who I think is going to win. You're going to tell me who you think is going to win. We'll go on from there. We're going to start with the AFC East. That is the division. Do the Patriots who are not going to win this year. Don't want to bury the lead, but uh, <laughs> give me your prediction. Who's going to win? Uh, as much as I would love to see New England bounce back a little bit, um, some of the the rah-rah that came in for Mac Jones at the beginning of preseason seems to wane a little bit. There's some thought he might not be completely ready for the regular season. I mean, he's got a week and a half, so got speed. Um, and you would think Tua and, and some of the weapons they had, they could be a threat. Not feeling it in the Jets, not a, not a chance in hell. So uh, I think it's going to come down to Buffalo again this year. Yep, I'm going to say the same thing. Won't even waste any time on that. Um, AFC West. This is the division that is fucking loaded. Yeah. Every team possibly could make the postseason. Mm. Really. 
if you get if you get some other teams that really kind of suck it up, it's a very big possibility. Um, out of the Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs, and Raiders, who do you think wins the AFC West? Uh, I think everybody's got, unless you're like a super fan of any of those teams, always is going to look at Kansas City. Um, I know the Raiders are undefeated in the preseason, which is shocking. Um, <laughs> Maybe they should use some of that, like in the in the regular season. You know? Yeah, that, will, that might be good, right? I think they're gonna, you know, if if Waller can come back from his injuries and perform well and stay healthy, they do have a legitimate threat to that division. Uh, I've said it for a little bit. You've seen people starting to figure out Patrick Mahomes, and he just lost one of his biggest weapons that would burn everybody in Hill. So I'm not feeling so confident in the Chiefs. I mean, I don't. Do I think they're going to miss the playoffs? No, I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. But I don't know if they're going to win that division. I'm going to go Chargers. Actually, I'm going to do the same. I think that uh, there, there's too much about that team. They were very, very good. They made some poor defensive decisions last year, and they 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 schooled it up. Yeah, you know, and, and it, it took teams a couple of years to figure out uh, Mahomes. It's going to take some people time to figure out. Uh, the Chargers a little bit there. All right. They, they AFC... signed, um, by the way, for anybody who who hasn't been paying attention today, they did just sign uh, Sonny Michelle too, which is kind of cool. I thought he was drastically, un- drastically underrated. I thought uh, when he was with the Patriots, I thought he was, you know, a, a key cog in that machine. So it's like, you know, I think any team he goes to, he's going to have some production and it's just kind of bolstering up their roster. But they did go 0 3, which makes me a little nervous, but it's preseason. I said already over the last few pods that I don't put a lot of stock in it. So true. that's true. Okay. NFC, I mean, sorry, AFC North, Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, hashtag let Joey roar, and the Cleveland without a quarterback for 11 weeks. Clearly. The, the team that's going to win this division is going to be hashtag let Joey roar. And I'm just going to put that in the notes right now. Um, I don't care if, you, uh, if you're not on board with it. Um, they got better this year. Upgrade offensive line. Still mm-hmm. figuring out some defensive stuff. They just signed OJ Howard today uh, to kind of size up their tight end. And of course, hashtag fuck it Jamar down there somewhere. So you know what I mean? Like I, I think that is definitely going to be a, a nice uh, repeat in this division. I think the Ravens can can obviously make it really really tough here, but I think the, the 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 determining factor is going to be Lamar. If Lamar has an MVP type season, then I don't think the Bengals can pull it off. But they have running back depth right now. That that team, you know, just like you said with Mahomes, there's people who have not figured out Lamar, but they've found a way to contain. And when you find a way to contain a quarterback, then you're really putting it back on that team to go and beat you. And we've seen that the Ravens, they can win a lot of games, but sometimes when it counts, it just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't pan out the way. It, the way it I mean, I mean, I don't think they had a lot of weapons uh, in previous years to help out in those situations where Lamar was kind of boxed in. They were injury plagued. They uh, made some pretty poor off season, uh, off, uh, off season trades and they failed to, to pick up anybody to really help bolster that roster over the last few years. Um, they made a couple moves. I think today they signed Kenyon Drake, so there is some additional depth that's there. Uh, <clears throat> I keep waiting for Lamar and the team to kind of figure it out. And you saw some pretty good glimpses of it last year where they took down some teams that you weren't expecting them to pull wins out. So, I mean, <sighs> my 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 gut tells me 
it it'll be the Bengals, but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice. I actually think it might be the Ravens that take this one because Lamar's gonna come out. Ooh, there's okay. been lots of there's been lots of contract talk and lots of mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. extensions, and he's gonna come out with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. You know, he was ranked really poorly. And I think unfairly in some of the player QB rankings, I think he was like yeah. 26th or 27th in the entire league, which is a bit disrespectful. So I think he's coming out with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. If he can stay healthy and, and utilize some of those new weapons. I mean, they're 3-0 in the preseason against the 1-2 and Bengals. So, I mean, again, <laughs> preseason, I'm not really putting a lot into it, uh, but I think there's something worth paying attention there. I, 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 would, I would tend to agree. Okay, AFC South. Jags, the Colts. Why am I blanking on the two teams? Texans and Jaguars. The Texans, yep. And and then, and then who's the other? The, third, the, the Jaguars. Oh yeah, Jaguar. Okay. I'm not. I mean, I hear all the Damian Pierce hype. Go get you a running back in like the seventh round in your fantasy drafts because he's gonna get a ton of volume. Brandon Cooks is gonna get tarred like a million times, but like Colts, man. Come on, think about this. Matt Ryan goes to a team with Jonathan Taylor. It's got a quarterback-friendly head coach, uh, Big Dick Nick, <clears throat> the quarterback, uh, the backup quarterback, the Super Bowl-winning quarterback against your New England Patriots, okay? Also on that team. There's a lot of vibes that are in Indy, and I feel like Indy is going to win the division. Uh, and they, they may fuck around and go deep in the playoffs, too. We'll see. I'm still going to be riding uh, <clears throat> this Tannehill Redemption Tour. Let's fight the Titans. The Titans. Yeah. Um... I think with a healthy Derrick Henry, that team is always going to be a team to beat as long as uh, Tannehill is is doing his part, taking care of the ball. Uh, I just, you know, big question mark with Henry being healthy because he's the one that legitimately carries the team. And we've already seen that you can line up against him, give him the ball, and he is still going to find a way to just run you over like 75% of the time. So, um, yeah. Healthy, healthy Henry. I'm going. Uh, I'm going to go Titans until until I see that he's no longer capable of running. Interesting. All right. Uh, moving on to the NFC. We'll start with the NFC East. Who you yeah. got out of the Giants, the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the football team commanders slash previously a rapist, you know a um, racist epithet. Previously was going to be the Red Hogs. Previously was going to be the artist formerly known as the Washington team. Uh, it pains me, but I'm going to go Cowboys. I'll keep it easy. Cowboys for this. Really, one. I, yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go against you in this one. I think that the Cowboys, um, have have had multiple chances to sort of lock this division down and really kind of separate themselves from the rest of the the field, and I don't think they've done that. Now they're better objectively than let's say the Giants or the you know the Commanders, the Washington Football Team, but the Eagles quietly have done quite a bit of work this year. You know, Hertz is in a big prove it year. You go get AJ Brown, you trade for him. There was a trade today to get a you know some other defensive back. So the defense is shoring up. Excuse me. I think that we could see a sneaky uh Philly Eagles team win the NFC East. I, I think it could happen. Because I think uh, you know, from what I've seen in pre- in like early practice and preseason, what Elliott's doing, uh that man has been playing like his job depends on it and last year there was kind of a little bit of a lacking in some of that so uh i 
I'm gonna roll Cowboys still. I think the Eagles right. will be good. I do think the Eagles will be good. I actually think the Giants have potential to be decent this year, but I think the Cowboys. I was kind of singing their praises halfway through the season last year. I thought they might have thought they were gonna screw around and, and make it deep. So I'm, I'm gonna keep riding that train. Interesting. All right, let's go to the NFC West. It's gonna be the Rams. It's Rams. gonna be my beloved Seahawks. It's not gonna be the Cardinals, and it's definitely not gonna be the Jimmy G backup San Francisco 49ers. Because they're going to stick with Trey Lance for about the first five games, and by that time, they're going to go, you know, one and four, two and three, something like that, and the division is going to be clear out of their hand. Hmm. You going to go Rams as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah that one's easy. What happens if uh, Darnold gets suspended? Darnold, Aaron Darnold. Oh, Aaron Darnold. Yeah, I, yeah. Still, okay. that that defense is is crazy. They, right. They've 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 had a stranglehold in that division for a while now. I'm not so confident. If he's out for like an extended period of time, like four or five games, six games or something like that, he's a presence on the field. And I think that there's a strong possibility that there is a little bit of an impact there that we may not be accounting for, but we'll, we'll see. So what Tim is referring to is there was a uh, joint practice between the Bengals and the Rams, and there was a big fight. And you know, when people decide they want to you know, pick on Aaron Donald, they, they, they make life decisions. And uh, let's just say... The, the photo of Aaron Donald with not one, but two players' helmets from the opposing team is a pretty imposing, uh, you know, photo. And there's yeah. a lot of discussion about whether he's going to be suspended. So well, that's because we'll the, more than the photo, the photo, you have the video oh, yeah. in which he yeah. is tomahawking them down. Sweet. And, you know, for those of you who forgot, there was a uh, certain Steelers-Browns game that took place in which something almost identical happened, and that player received uh, a six-game suspension, uh, but then tried to go off and, and excuse it by... Uh, riding the the coattails of some of the the racist movements that were going around, and it turns out that none of it was actually. Uh, it was a Miles Garrett had tried to claim that uh, Mason Rudolph was we, making we don't, making we don't. right. Well, other players on both sides have come to say that like that never transpired. The dude just got angry. At least at least Aaron is like, yeah, I got angry. <laughs> he's not he's not trying to make excuses. You know, just it was a fight. Emotions got out of hand. The only argument people are making is that it didn't happen during the course of a broadcast of game or during the regular season so it's out of the nfl's hands i don't, I don't know i don't know yeah, you know we don't I'm, know how any that works anymore <laughs> yeah i don't think i necessarily agree with that all right uh nfc north that's the bears the packers the vikings the lions clearly the lions have been on hard knocks so they're gonna they're gonna just win the super bowl this year they're gonna break the curse um no it's gonna be the packers it is gonna be the packers think, and it's gonna pain i don't think me. the packers are gonna win 13 more games but uh i i mean it, it, you got to show up. I think it's the Packers as well, and it pains me because, for I mean, in my opinion, I'm all for free speech. I'm all for whatever you feel on and off the field. But something about, uh, something about Aaron Rodgers uh, is like causing me in like whatever this media parade he's yeah. on is yeah, so did I insufferable. That's how I won MVP. No, you didn't. Or, but, or maybe he did though. Well, he did three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did like a three-hour Joe Rogan podcast just oh, recently, cool. and he like oh, cool. tore apart the NFL and the COVID protocol, and said he was drinking diluted virus so that he could immunize himself because he was allergic to uh, <laughs> an ingredient that was in two of them, but not three of them, uh, and then that it was all a witch hunt. I mean, the whole thing was just you know feeding into an audience, which is where Joe Rogan has sort of meandered into. Is this? 
uh, conservative audience in, in Rogers' feeds wholeheartedly right into that, and it was nothing but a rating boost. So he's becoming more and more insufferable, not because of any one reason. Collectively as a whole, he just seems like a douche these days. So well, he might have been one, anyways. Yeah. But uh, all right, it's interesting here. Let's move on to the NFC South. That's your Falcons. That's your Panthers. Saints. Saints, and then who's the last one in the NFC South? Oh, um, look down. Oh, the fucking Buccaneers. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You're wearing uh, their jersey. Bucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, no, go... I'm not wearing their jersey. I'm wearing a Tom Brady jersey. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Bucks as well, uh, just because I think the Panthers are always a threat. But McCaffrey has had injury problems over the last season or two. So when he is off the field, they are a very different looking team. So. Uh, until I can see them healthy and, and on the field for half of a season, there's I don't think they have a chance. So, <sighs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Okay, let's gonna, uh, gonna, let's get into what. Well, <laughs> no, as I'm wearing fucking hideous jersey, yeah. I'm not. I'm batting like negative a thousand there. So no, I'm not going to do that. But I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. But I'm not going to tie it to a to a jersey bet here. Um, excuse me. I think the AFC. Uh, championship game is going to be Chief Chargers. And I think the Chargers are going to win. And I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And in the NFC, I think it's going to be Bucks Rams. And I think the Rams are going to win again. And I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl against the Chargers, in which I believe the Chargers will come out on top. Hmm. What do you think? Let's see. Let's see. I think I'm going to get some old school. Meh, I was going to say some old school football. I actually think it's going to come down in the NFC to Cowboys-Packers, and I think the Cowboys are going to end up going to the bowl. What? I know, I know. It pains me. Uh, too many question marks. Dad's going to catch it this time? Huh? Is Dad's going to catch it this time? Yeah, hopefully. Um, I think there's too many question marks on the box. They had a lot of uh, offensive yeah, lot line of changes, retiring, injuries, trades, all that sort of stuff. So there's some big question marks there. Yet to be seen. You got the looming 11-day hiatus that, that Tom Brady took. But um, for the AFC, I'm going to go... Bills, Ravens. And I think, and I think the Bills are going to take it. And then I think... Who thinks you're going to be... Uh, Bills, Cowboys? Who do you think going to win? That's 1992. Bills. Wow. You, you think the... Wow. 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 Okay. Yeah, I think right, they uh, right. they've sniffed that victory. Uh, their team is once again stacked, uh, and I think at this point it's just going out and continue doing what you're doing. Um, keep up with the consistency, and I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be another fun season to uh, to watch for them. So we'll see. We'll see. They do need a puncher though, which we'll get in here in a sec. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. All right. Let's let's go talk a little discipline update. Last time you heard, we had theorized what we thought um, the league, uh, their independent arbitrator was going to do uh, with the Deshaun Watson scenario. Um, I said I want to push for like 16, 17 games. We, we made a, a case why we thought it was going to be like six games. And then what came down was 11 games and a massive fine. And I knew that some fuck shit was going to happen when it sounded like, you know, they were reaching a settlement. And, and the first time I heard, you know, all the, the sports talking heads say, you know, there's rumors of a settlement agreement on the table. I knew it was a done deal at that point. 
they were just waiting for folks to sort of uh, sign the paperwork, I guess you could call it. Mm -hmm. So that's that's something. Deshaun Watson is going to serve an 11-game suspension. He can't return to the Browns facilities until October 10, and he can't really play until after Veterans Day weekend, their matchup with the Miami Dolphins. So he does have to be away from the facility for a significant amount of time. He has to come back in. There's the fine. Um, $5 million fine. Yeah. And uh, supposedly, uh, a lot of the team owners were actually pushing for a full season suspension. That came out uh, recently through Peter King. Um, Football Morning America, NBC Sports. Great, great, uh, great author. Yep. I don't doubt it. I think that the owners probably wanted to to throw the throw the the haymaker. I did yep. read a great article in the Athletic though, and this is something that uh, John NJ uh, CB brought up as well on Twitter that um, there you got to look at some of the owner stuff that's been happening too, and the fact that the league hasn't really set a precedent for either side. So they they were going to always try and find some middle ground. They were always going to find somewhere that. Uh, satisfied enough of the red meat, you know, seeking people online, but didn't completely uh, upend their own disciplinary procedures. That being said, am I cool with 11 games and $5 million? I mean, I suppose, but, you know, 23 to 24 women settled. There's still mm-hmm. another 40 that probably aren't going to ever, you know, kind of be able to, to tell their own story. And that the part that really pisses me off now is that, like in the beginning, Deshaun was like, Hey, I'm I'm kind of sorry if I impacted you, and now he's just sort of like I I maintain my innocence. I never did anything wrong. It's like you just fucking got a five million dollar fine. That's like someone not paying their taxes, the IRS showing up, stealing every you know not stealing, repossessing everything that they owe tax liens on, and then the guy being like, No, nah, I didn't I didn't file my taxes wrong. Like I'm I'm fine. Like what are you talking about, dude? Like you live in a different world. Like when you come back after that 11 game suspension, like. You don't think that the other team is going to want to play just a little bit harder? You don't think that like they're going to want to like make a point? Like this is sort of like when the Astros cheated and everyone beamed um, Altuve at every single like at bat, and the league was like, "Hey, we got to put a stop to this." Like you can't, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, but that's not even as bad with the with the NFL doing that stuff as what we came up with Matt Ariza, hashtag named the Punt God from San Diego State, who, uh, like was the subject of a civil lawsuit for allegedly participating in a gang rape yep. of an underage girl at San Diego State before he was drafted. Yep. And I, I mean, there has just been no no depth to how nasty this rabbit hole goes with you know player conduct in the NFL. And this is like, it was obviously fucking despicable. And the, the Bills try to come out and say, well, you know, we we looked into it. We didn't find anything. Of course not, because the guy probably did a pretty good job hiding it. And then once that came out, there was a civil lawsuit in which the Jane Doe came forward and she spoke to the LA Times specifically about what happened. And then the Bills were like, all right, in light of new information, we're going to release this guy. He's never <laughs> going to play a snap of football ever again. Good fucking riddance. I hope he never does. Um, his parents are already raising the alarm, saying this is cancel culture. We've all been canceled. We're getting death threats, all this other stuff. I, I understand their concern on that because it really should be just at the at the man who is well, the men they're at their the center of this controversy. Yeah. That being said, there is photos. There was a medical examination. It's not like someone is making this up. And we have to stop 
allowing that narrative to take hold where we just go, you know what? Let's go, let's go fuck up some some dude's life today. You know, he's a punter. He got drafted in the sixth round. Let's go get him for money. Like the dude doesn't have money. That's not the narrative. And we have to stop, we have to stop accepting that at face value when there are civil lawsuits where people are putting themselves out there because they're saying, I don't want it to ever happen to anyone else. Yeah. We have, so, we, we have to stop just pushing this and just saying, oh, maybe they're just trying to get money. Like, no, they're not. Yeah. I, uh, it's one of those things, too, where the pictures are out there now. Um, yeah. It's that it can be triggering for anybody who's been a victim of any of those things. So I just got to point that out. But yeah, there are pictures out there and it is pretty gruesome. Um, I mean, the comment sections in a lot of these is even worse as well because Fucking there's people like human trash bag behavior. All yeah, that. people are trying to like defend it, and, and some folks, which I guess to some extent you could understand. Well, he hasn't been charged with the crime yet. Has it been proven he was one of the guys that? And there's a lot of things, but like, and a lot of times where there's smoke, there's fire, and it's not like you said. This isn't a case of maybe some girl got you know had too much drink and slept with somebody and then woke up and regretted it. This was yeah. several men who took advantage of her and as. And, and, and she, then she, yeah, then she went to the hospital. You know what I mean? Like that's not as, something that's that someone does. That's yeah, she like, walked out of the room, found her friend, and said, "Help! I was just raped." This wasn't like an after the fact. This isn't like uh, like a Me Too style movement where it happened 15 years ago. This happened like recently, and she went through yeah. to try and get this addressed, and went through a rape kit, did all of that stuff, got tested for STDs, had had to deal with all of the after effects of what women have to go through when they've been sexually assaulted, which. Is I you know I can't even imagine how mortifying that must be, especially in her case where you just faced so many men, and then you have to go to the hospital and face you know more violation while they while they do their testing. You have to explain it, and sometimes the facilities where they take care of these women in busy hospitals, it's not like you get a private room when you're being questioned. You're like in a hallway on a gurney because there's no rooms for you anywhere so it's it's tough it's i mean I, i'm the nfl has a rule they can't do anything because it happened before the draft but i hope not a single team signs him and if any team does that is one trash. of the most despicable and just shitty moves i have ever seen he he didn't like have a questionable relationship with somebody uh, after too many drinks. He participated in a violent act that wounded a woman uh, and probably caused her lifelong trauma. Um, and it makes you wonder if it happened to one, how many other might be floating out there that didn't have the courage to come forward or, you know, God forbid, maybe they didn't remember or whatever. You're glad to see these things happen. This is more of a cut and dry scenario than some of the other ones. If he plays... Any time in the next six games, it means the entire Deshaun Watson case didn't matter because yeah. you've negated all of it because, sure, were there more women? Yeah. But was there any actual proof of any, like, wrongdoing? In, a, in an actual court hearing, was there anything? No. But he got suspended for 11 games. If this guy is allowed to come back in any more or any sooner than 11 games, if, if not a full season, then the... The NFL is even more of a joke than what we anticipate because that means it, it literally doesn't matter. You could rape, take part in rape of a woman and get less penalty, or have less repercussions than, uh, you know, someone else who was quote unquote cleared of wrongdoing. Yeah, yeah it's. Yeah, I, I would tend to believe that um, no team's going to touch him uh, at all. Uh, the, the, no one's going to reach out to him. No one's going to sign him. And if they do, 
the league has to throw the absolute hammer at them. If they don't, then the league is essentially saying like, we don't care about women fans. We don't care about setting a precedent. We don't care about being America's new pastime. So I mean, I almost, I, think I, I, I almost think their hands are tied to be honest though. So like the last thing I'll say on it is I think their hands are actually, uh, tied because they have a rule. They can't penalize somebody like for things that happened before they were part of the league. So that's the tough part. Like the league, if they have a I mean, rule in place, they can't right, but, the team. But now there's a civil suit. You know what I mean? Like whatever that civil suit finds, like he is a free agent. So there, there could be punishment that would be potentially, that, but that could be theorized and then say, hey, if you were to sign with a team, by the way, you're facing an immediate, you know, I mean, potentially, you know, but, like but if the rule is that they can't punish somebody for something that happened before the draft, it wouldn't matter if it was civil suit or not because the infraction was still before then. Now, no, no one's even talking about the fact that I think the state of consent, uh, the age of consent in California is 18 years old, and this girl was 17. So that's another factor. You're now a registered sex offender. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I mean, he won't be it's, because it's a civil, ca- it's a civil case. He didn't get arrested for it, but just it's it's absolutely it's absolute trash. I, yeah, you know, our our thoughts are with the with, with the victim, and it's just I can't fucking believe we have to still talk about this stuff. Uh, yep. Okay, let's. Um, Let's change pace here a little bit. We'll, we'll talk a little uh, MLB before we sort of round up this episode of the Stats of podcast. Um, baseball, man. Julio Rodriguez, phenom for the Mariners, got a massive payday. Julio got the stretch. But, you know, the Mariners are not exactly killing it. Mm. Um, they're second in the, uh, in, in the AOS. They're going to – I don't want to say that. I don't want to jinx anything about the postseason. They are they are doing quite well. They they're 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 super streaky, and there's a lot of these teams that are are doing exactly as you think they would. I mean, obviously the Yanks are per, you know pretty good. The Mets and the Braves are up there, um, but Tim, there are there are some teams that you're just kind of like, come on, you should have been a lot better. So, <laughs> what is one team that you think should be much further along the way, um, and are you surprised by their performance this year? Um, and it mean, can't I'm, be the Red Sox because we're. I mean, <laughs> I was gonna go, I was gonna go the opposite direction and say that uh that I'm more shocked in the direction the Red Sox have gone. Like the Yankees surprised me. That that's you know that is my team that I thought was going to kind of have their struggles the most. Um, mostly because, uh. <sighs> Each year, they tend to try to buy all of their talent, and every year it finds a way to blow up in their face. Some years, they, they do end up competing. Um, some years, they tend to to underachieve, and I thought this was going to be the year. I thought Stanton and Judge, that combo was going to end up continuing to, to hurt them a little bit, but lo and behold, they kind of figured it out. So that one's been a big surprise is exactly how well they're doing. They're like 17, 16 or 17 games up. They've had a weird yeah, slide as of late. It's wild. Yeah, they've had a really strange slide as of late, which has been um, interesting because... They're still I did... eight, though, in, 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 in the AL East. Like... Yeah. <sighs> I mean, they're, they're way up. They're way up. They just had a slide... They're they're not going to lose that division. The Red Sox are actually the biggest surprise for me. Um, just I'm not. I was never expecting them to fall like that aggressively. Um, I thought they were in for some weird kind of off seasons and maybe not a full rebuild, but a couple years where they were kind of wallowing to 
to stack up maybe prospects or whatnot, but not this bad. I mean, they made the same bullshit moves that they've done every other time where they um, fail to spend in any capacity on decent pitching or, or make any major moves. It just kind of is what it is. And uh, I, I was definitely surprised by it. I hope they make a better comeback next season, but I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. One one team that I uh, actually thought was going to be a hell of a lot better than they are is the Los Angeles Angels. Mm. It makes sense now why they were rumored to be in the running for Juan Soto. You can have a pitcher who also crushes bats and home runs. And you, the most, you know, I think one of the most historic two way players of the league at the moment, if not, you know, of recent memory, mm-hmm. you can have a massive, massive talent in Mike Trout and still not win baseball games. Yeah. They're fourth in the AL West. They are 27 and a half games back at the Astros. They're not going to make the postseason, I don't think. It just, it, it you don't expect to see a team with that much talent falter that bad. Like here, here are the bottom teams, like in the AL East, like the Red Sox. Shock, but we we see what's happening. The Detroit Tigers, not not surprising. Oakland A's, not surprising. The bottom of the NL East, the Nationals. Well, they don't have Soto anymore. That makes sense. They're thirty eight games back. Um, in the Central uh, Division for the AL, sorry, the NL um, Pittsburgh Pirates. They're twenty six games back, and then the NL West, the Rockies are thirty five games back. You don't expect a team that has talent like the Angels, to be that far back. It just does not compute to me. It doesn't make sense. Like, what, I mean, what more could they do? I'm, I'm just not sure. Like, you didn't get a guy like Soto. There's not necessarily a ton of prospects that are, you know, coming up that aren't already, not spoken for per se, but like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be a, a nasty trade market this year. It's not like you're going to have a franchise player that's going to move the needle, like Richter scale, and shift to another team. So, you're really really kind of you got what you got and you're paying these people a ton of money and like you're just gonna have to like just grit your teeth and bear down and just like kind of get with the photo but uh the photo the picture jeez <laughs> you know it's it's like it's very surprising to me i just didn't think that it was going to happen that way all right let's finish this episode of sassman podcast live laugh love golf yeah every time we talk about live that, that I, I do got to give, I get, I got to give the Australian uh, the guy who created a league. I got to, I got to give him credit. He came out, he generated a ton of buzz. There's a whole bunch of media attention. And then the PGA says, Oh, actually we came up and we're working with this brand new pay system. That's going to, you know, help golfers, you know, realize their potential and make even more money. And if they stay with the tour long enough, then this is how much they can make. And if Tiger Woods was getting paid, you know, under this, you know, particular plan, what you know we're proposing, then he would have made this much money, and you begin to understand why Liv probably threw a billion dollars at the dude. Very quietly, though, all the hubbub is beginning to still pull golfers away from the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Now Rory's not going to go. Just won the FedEx Cup for his third time. Crazy, he was down like six strokes, came back, won it. It was incredible. That kind of golf is going to keep the PGA alive. But, like, there's, I read a really good article today that talked about the Australians specifically feel like the PGA Tour is neglecting them mm-hmm. because they don't have the same sort of marquee events they used to. Liv is going to capitalize on that, seeing as their founder is from Australia. Um, but there's a new round of golfers that left today. One of them is Camp Smith. He's the number two ranked golfer in the world right now. 
Mm-hmm. That's a massive get for Liv. And I think at some point, you, you can say whatever you want about how Liv pays their players. Where does the money come from? Drawing it back, sports washing, all this stuff. I still have a lot of concerns ethically with the fact that the Saudis are paying for this golf league. I'm finding it very difficult to think that every time the PGA makes a move, Liv makes another move. Oh, we have relegation. Oh, we have different leagues. Oh, we're going to have more playoffs. So we're going to have this. And Liv is very, very quietly undercutting the mid-tier mm-hmm. of golf. And if you don't watch golf and you're not really familiar with it, you're not picking up on this because you don't pay attention to anyone except the Rory's, the Scheffler's, um, and Camp Smith until he left, for example, like those types of golfers, the Sergio Garcia's of the world, Hideki Matsuyama, all that. What we did in the military in, in the Iraq war was we said, we don't need to go for the top guys. Let's eviscerate the middle level. Let's just take them out. That's what Liv is doing. Liv is simply saying, PGA, we know we can't get your top. And we know we can't take the people who haven't earned their PGA tour card yet. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to find golfers 2, 3, 4, 10, 15, 20, 18 in the world. And we're going to fucking wipe your league out. We're hmm. coming for blood. We're going to take the middle part of your, your league and take you out at the legs. And we're going to take all the players that you're relying on to get you that Friday and that Saturday coverage to make the cut. We're going to take all those people. And you're not going to have them anymore. Hmm. The PGA Tour, I hope that they have a zig. Because Cam Smith, while you may not know too much about him, like I feel like him and like Wills Latoris, like if Latoris leaves or someone like Hideki Matsuyama and you bring all of a sudden like Japan like into live golf, like you can't necessarily say, oh, the Saudis are paying for it. Oh, it's blood money. What are you going to fucking say when bachelor party style golf in these, these tournaments keeps taking the, the, the PGA's stars of tomorrow away? And I'm not even like a, a huge golf fan, and I'm already seeing this, and I'm just sort of like, warning bells, Will Robinson, warning bells. Like, what the fuck is going on? So I think the, one of the things that's not getting talked about enough, though, um, is the fact that they're cutting players for live already. Yeah. There's eight players. Most of them you you have never heard of, but Haney, but they can't get their, they, they can't get a PGA Tour back. Yeah. Because they were they were suspended. Yep. So it's it's kind of an interesting thing where, you know, one of the kind of surprising things is that the live tour has picked up uh like half of the previous major winners yeah um so i mean it's i don't i don't i don't know sorry it looks like i'm distracted because i didn't realize i had another draft that's currently going on right now so sorry (laughs) sorry to stand we keep seeing me look down at my phone uh, I'm trying to. You've been auto drafted the first three picks. So tell tell us who's on your team, Tim. Jesus. I will. I will. I got uh We got some okay folks, so we, we might be all right. But uh, in any event, I think it's going to continue to make a splash. But I don't think it has longevity, right? Because you know, a couple like Max Homa came out and said, uh, "What we're doing is here to play for fans, and who are you playing for if nobody's watching?" And that's true. Like I, yep. I haven't looked at the full streams to see what I think uh, their numbers look like from a streaming perspective or how many people are actually watching it. But I can't imagine it's the same as you get on the PGA Tour. The end-of-year bonuses are almost exactly the same for the, the end-of-season bonus for Liv and the um, FedEx Cup bonus. They're, they're about the same. It's a shit ton of money. But I don't know. I think without a major TV deal, this is all great and fun, but it's going to come crashing down at, at some point pretty pretty early on. But it's ballsy that like the PGA Tour is like, sure, he's going to take the middle of our players. We'll just suspend them so they can't come back. 
yeah. like, th- 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 that I'm aware of. And, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm, I'm again, I'm not super smart when it comes to this golf stuff. Like there isn't a ton of NCAA golfers that are coming out ready to make the tour. Right. There's no there's no like, you know, 53 man roster that, you know, the PGA Tour can select from, you know, in the Pro-Am series. Like all that stuff takes a lot of time. Like that's part of the I think the allure of the game of golf is how it's how much time and effort you have to put into it and the prestige of, of playing and getting your tour card. Yep. So for the PGA Tour to say, oh, you want to go play for money? Cool. We'll take your card. You're not coming back. That's because that's where they, that's the hill they want to die on. That's fantastic. But like Liv's going to discard golfers who are not going to be able to do anything professionally yeah. golf. You know what I mean? And yep. it's just sort of like, I see why you're doing it, but I, I wonder who is going to blink first. And I tend to think it's going to be Liv. However, every time that, I mean, maybe this is like the, the crypto or the meme stock, like, you know, effect of golf, like, you know, live golf is, uh, is GameStop and we're just going to the moon until we, until we crash. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And I mean, you have some guys who are going to kind of like accept it as what it is. Harold Varner is one of those that was like, dude, financially, how do you not make this move? Right. Like if you're, right. if you're not winning majors, it's a lot of money to play in a tournament i mean obviously you're not playing in as large of a field so you know if you're below average golfer or like a a, you know a mediocre golfer going up against some of those guys who are just studs you're always going to be at the bottom of it but if you're getting paid you're getting paid it doesn't it doesn't really matter so um he said he hated being hated and i don't even know what he meant by that because i don't know anybody well there's there's been a lot of backlash a lot of backlash well he's saying he part of the reason he left was because he hated being hated and i don't that doesn't make any sense to me i don't know who hated him or why he thought he was disliked because i'd never heard anybody complain about it at all so i don't know but they're playing in boston this weekend maybe i'll uh, make a trip up and and check it out (laughs) probably not all right, that will do it for this episode of the Stats Matter Podcast. Tim, yeah. 59 minutes and 34 seconds right now. I know. Maybe, I don't, fuck, maybe. Maybe you should just tell me you have a fantasy football draft every week and then we need to record and, you know, Sam, shut up. Don't talk so much. And we'll just look at, look at the magic we produce. <laughs> Done. Hopefully, you guys took uh, some takeaways from this. I'm going to go continue fucking up this draft that I joined halfway through. So, good luck, everybody. We appreciate you and uh, happy fantasy season. Happy fantasy season and regular football season. Let's go. Let's go.